Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cyber Insanity, our Goliath Cybersecurity podcast with um, myself, Andrew Bercuda, and my co-host, Angelo Longo. Go, go, go. There you go. And then just in case you didn't know, this is kind of a Christmas flavor. So we're hoping to release this for, for Christmas and uh, and leave some, some interesting insights. Uh, we are starting a new series today, Angelo, based on Gabriella's great idea. You ready for this? Go for it. The series is called This Is Not Like the Movies. <laughs> ah. And what better topic uh, than we talk about Artificial intelligence. All right. How smart is it? And can we trust it? And it got me thinking, well, there's a lot of artificial intelligence things in the movies that we've seen, I'm sure. Uh, let's start with some of the old school ones. You remember HAL 9000? I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. That's right. He never opened his doors for, for, uh, for him. Um, and uh, was just a little red glowy thing on, on people's, uh, uh, or in the, computer system or in the chassis of the of the spaceship itself um and that song daisy daisy was sung but then let's fast forward to the next generation star trek next generation right there's data everybody yeah. knows who data is and how how smart and and uh, analytical and and uh, just uh, an awesome sans of- emotion Sans emotion, right? And he cannot conjugate, or he can't uh, con- do contractions. Like he can't. He has to say he cannot. He cannot. He cannot. Right. Um, until uh, it was fixed in one episode, and then it was removed. So anyway, uh, that was one. I won't. That was a spoiler. Um, how about Terminator series? Right, Skynet. It's coming. Artificial yeah. ro- robots <laughs> taking over the world and and uh, wreaking havoc. I remember seeing a commercial for, it, and I have to admit I have not seen it because I just I don't know I was just not interested. Chappie, there was some some robot-y police thing. Yes, uh, that was oh I think it was in South Africa, wasn't it? Was that I that don't one? recall. You know I don't recall. I didn't really see it, but I remember the the commercials and stuff. I'm like, huh, I should see it, and I never did. <laughs> um. But then, but then we can go into gaming, right? Because I think if we look at this generation of of gamers and and computer people, um, inevitably, inevitably, computers and games, uh, computer games in particular, are very AI centric, right? And if we mm-hmm. look at Halo, a very popular series, uh, there's Cortana, right? The artificial um, uh, uh, thing that is the chip in the back of of uh, of the Master, helmet that gets uh, plugged into Master Sergeant or the Master Chief. Master, yep. Uh, yeah. So he so he uh, has her tooling around and messing with his head. So that's kind of cool. Um, and and the idea is always AI is there to help augment, to help uh, enhance or do things, the things that we we can't do, we won't do, or we don't want to do. And uh, it's there to be side by side with a person. And I'm like, well, how close are we there, right? Because there's a big talk about AI everywhere. In government, there's there's discussions, there's in 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 many different forms. And let's kind of make this a a um a common sense type of of thought of what artificial is, uh, artificial intelligence is and what it is. And and should we trust it or could we trust it? Um, where are the outcomes of this potentially, potentially? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the constructs so for, for for those who are grappling with what artificial intelligence is. In its early uh, iterations, um, uh, there there were some things called like Big Bro Big Blue. Uh, it was an IBM supercomputer that um, collected data and permutations and stuff to play chess against one of the one of the best known chess masters, grandmasters. Uh, I think it was Kasparov that uh, that was trying to beat him in chess. And I think it beat him in one game. Uh, it, it, it may have been two, but but one game, and it was certainly a minority, but it was there enough to stimulate more conversation, more research to saying, hey, I think we got something here. Fast forward to security countermeasures, right? You, you Heuristics. Oh, what's heuristics? <laughs> Right. Oh, it's some some big brothery thing or it's it's got some really, you know, skunk works type stuff. It really it really was a very basic construct of decision making, of understanding things that didn't have a signature. But what can I do with it? How can I isolate it? How can I analyze it? And how can I beam that up back to the research um, arm of be it McAfee, Norton, whomever, one of the big ones back then? And can they analyze it appropriately through whatever mechanisms? And now fast forward to today, right? We're seeing commercials where people are driving the car and then they go, look, I'm not driving. Um, or, you know, the, the self-driving cars. Um, mm. Have we arrived, Angelo? <laughs> I seem to recall seeing every once in a while, somebody in California taking a nap on a highway and a policeman, you know, driving on the highway, tapping them on the glass, telling them to pull over, or actually seeing one of these, um, these self-driving car missiles that decide to find an off-ramp where there isn't one and, and propel them into a tree or into a flaming, you know, ball somewhere, or, or a confusion of, of, um, the lines that are painted on the road or, or messed up or whatever, and the car freaks out. Remember a uh, total recall. You remember, oh, cool. remember the, yes. the, the, they had like the robot head or whatever that would, you know, talk to you, but it was self-driving. Yeah. Oh, Obviously yeah. a bit earlier than that. Uh, some of those, but you know, it was uh, entertaining nonetheless. Oh, it was. But I mean, if we look at what artificial intelligence is, we're really talking about. If we peel back the, 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 enamoring nature of it it's really a decision tree construct and by that i mean there's forks right yes mm -hmm. no um this outcome this outcome and it's and it just trees itself down and that in and of itself is very primary it's very it, there's no there's no decision quote unquote decision there to be made yeah. but then they start um, they start gathering more data, right? So there's large data samples that they have. So it's not just a yes or no, it becomes, oh, it's this condition, that condition, or if somebody pulls this button, pushes this button or whatever, it's this condition or this condition. It's an on or off, it's in this and that. Um, and then, then we add things like probability, mathematical probability to say, well, 99, well, Let's say 60% of the time, person's going to press the left button instead of the right button. Okay, so 60% weight to the left button versus the right button. That that would be a better outcome. Mm -hmm. um, and then we put weights on it. 
because we have to set a criteria. And all this is, by the way, this is all done at the programmer level, at the at the at the at 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 the programmer's uh, behest, and, right? And may I say, hopefully, yeah. a smart program. Well, we're, we're 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 coming to a point, and I think, and I think you're hitting on this, where the criteria has to be preset. But we have to understand this is not a reasoning or an intuitive or an intuing um, system. It doesn't reason, right? So there's there are ways to go around it, right? Yep. Uh, there's so we can potentially go around it if we use illogical choices or outcomes to to bend it and an example of that would be if you go off road with your um with your automobile that's not meant for off road you may trip off one of the sensors right the, yep. the anti lock brake sensor or something that it that it's not finding that it could stop appropriately in dirt uh, right um you know or uh, it, it's an out of bounds signal that gets sent and some bell and whistle trips off the light you know this is this is this is the outcomes that you could potentially incur on on a non-reasoning type of system. And let me let me illustrate that. And have been on golf for that. <laughs> yeah. You ever been ever played golf and you get okay. one of the golf carts that have the GPS built in? Oh, so uh-huh. Sometimes when you go to an out of bounds area, it puts you like into timeout mode where you can't you cannot huh. go more than like a mile an hour. It it just makes you it makes you putt along until you get out of the uh, the restricted area. So that very I, I would argue that's an I would argue that's an anti theft device. I, I would, so that somebody would say that, can but drive it's interpreting off with that. data based upon where you're at. <laughs> right, right. And but and that's an out of bounds causing a reaction. It's a simplistic decision yeah. tree. Yeah. Where if it if equals X, you're in the you're in the uh, you know the the out of bound zone, then restrict. One mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, that's, that's a good example. But that's a that's a decision tree. It's right. a simplistic decision tree. It but has. We have to, no, but we have to understand that there's no ethics involved here. No. Um, it's subject to the programmer's thinking, it, and it's calculated based on a programmer, right? Um, well, let me let me actually illustrate. Let me expand that little scenario yeah. we just did. Sure. Something I read the other day. I I I was reading, uh, watching a video, and the guys were saying, running for our lives in a storm. They were in, out golfing. Violent storm came up. As they're running for their lives in the cart, they reach one of those out-of-bound zones, and the cart goes automatically into one-mile-an-hour mode. Oh, boy. So here's an advanced decision tree. If weather equals bad... <laughs> Shut down, you know, restrictions. Throwing it out there again. I'm yeah. sorry for derailing that. Your your no, point. No, no, but you make a you make a very good point, right? I mean, there are some some security concerns with artificial intelligence. Then, yep. But there 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 are now people are grappling clearly with with how much can we trust it? Um, what what can a bad actor do? Um, with with any of this stuff. Right. So so let's kind of go through that, because I think this is the this is the thing that people are wrestling with now is, um, gee, this chat GPT is great. But is this something I can trust? Hey, this this 
this artificial intelligence thing is fun that I can change somebody's face to look like the Pope or some some political leader or something. Um, and I can talk in their voice, but then there's some nefarious person thinking, well, if I can do that with a Pope, I can certainly do it with somebody else and fool somebody to send me money. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, if you, if you can start making these things sound like. Yeah. Both in a, in a wording context, in a voice context, look mm -hmm. like. What happens now to the state of production, film, you know, whatever? You, you end up in a situation where you, you, how do you trust anything? Um, and, and, you know, and that's, that's kind of the, the issue at hand here. You know, we have a friend of ours, um, Rebecca, who's on the AI committee for the state, the state of New Jersey Bar Association. Right. I think we should ask her some of these questions when we have her on here. Yeah. And I think that's 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 going to be very um, uh, very good to to have a legal perspective on this because, you know, we we see we see a lot of this um, manifest. I think is is I guess a, a good word for it, where um, people are people are trying this right. Yeah, like for example, uh, we have a, a friend who's a, a in the uh, news uh, in the news agency and um you know they were toying with newscasters like artificial intelligence newscasters but then it begs the question well if i can do that with a newscaster then is the news correct is the news accurate is the news real even yeah. um you know we we can we can see and we laugh at those pictures of of the Pope in a, in a puff jacket, you know, all white puff jacket, you know, and, 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 uh, being a player. But, um, the reality is if, if I can do that for humor, then what's to say from a safety perspective, and this kind of goes back to the one mile an hour restriction on a golf cart in a, in a yep. thunderstorm or a lightning storm. Um, there's a safety concern here, yeah. uh, because, because it could lend itself to extortion. It could lend itself to saying Andrew Lulongo says that um, um, uh, he likes lizards, right? And uh, <laughs> and he's really supposed to, and he's pissing off, uh, you know, uh, an animal rights group that loves cats only. Um, you know, then a reputation issue occurs, right? Because now yep. you've defamed cats. You like lizards only, and that's and that's what it is. And you never said this. Right. But somebody somebody put this out, somebody released it. And we're very much a perception becomes the reality society today where we're, we've limited our thinking to news bites. We've limited our thought process to offloading it where my so my brain doesn't hurt. I'm offloading it to something. I can't even vacuum a room. I have to have this little disc going around um, and bumping into the walls. I mean, like, I can't even, I can't even, I can't don't forget even, your cat gets to ride that. Your cat gets to, well, I don't have a cat, but okay. A cat <laughs> can potentially ride that. I can see that. Um, but, but at some point, when do we check our brain at the door and we've given off too much responsibility to somebody who's programmed that decision tree, that, that artificial intelligence, and we've, we've, 
released or we've surrendered is a better way to say it, um, our responses to somebody who thinks it's deemed appropriate to do to do X, Y, or Z. Are you saying it has electrolytes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those for those of us who remember that movie, um, what was the name of the movie? Idiocracy. Idiocracy, right? Where where basically we've we've become we've become uh, um, idiots, for lack of a better better word. Um, but in in short, yeah, I think if we're reducing any intuition capability, any reasoning or or cognitive ability from somebody who bases whose basis is experience, knowledge, um, learned uh, capability, and we've offloaded it to some system that just goes through a decision tree, invariably we're going to have an answer. We're going to have a more consistent answer, yes. But I think it's it's also removing the the flavor that we have in our society, we and, and certainly the uh, intelligence that built what we know today. Um, I don't know. No, no, I think I think you have a very valid point. Consider the fact that when Google came out, and then yeah. Google became the thing. Yeah. And then you go to trivia night at, you know, your local bar, and, the, right. and they say, phones down, don't know Google. Right. And now you feel like your hands are tied because you can't answer right. any questions because you can't remember anything because you can't Google it. Right. Or how many people say something into Google to remember how it's spelled? Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guilty. Yeah. And so now let's take the extrapolation of this. And and, and my point yeah. being made is you're going from that to now you don't have to not only search for it, yeah. you can just kind of posit a thought and something else will expound on it. Um, it, it just, you know, you can pretty much go to, to a chat GPT or Google Bard or whatever and yeah. just type in some thought and it will just talk about it for five paragraphs. What happens to school at that well, point? You uh, know? Especially when school, now they have other types of AI engines that help with um, your research, mm -hmm. your um, your grammar your uh you know they're 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 patting themselves on the back and saying hey you can write better reporting and stuff but is that really is that really you. angela or is that the is that the ai that that he used when he turned in his paper right you know i mean my my friend Re rebecca said something our friend rebecca said something to me the other day mm -hmm. she said what happens to lawyers and how they charge when they yeah. can, instead of spending three hours in a law library looking for right. a random decision, they yeah. just type into chat GPT and it gives them chapter and verse on what's happening. Yeah. You know, I have an issue with this. Oh, refer to this case at this time. And this is, and, you know, there's the point she was making. They have to adjust yeah. how they built at this point, because now they're going from, they didn't do three hours of work. They did three minutes of work. That changes a lot of the profession on how they their efficiencies should be increased, but you're going to see that reflected in, you know, some type of kind of 
war on billing. Well, this is this is kind of like another you know the the self service checkout lines, right? Yeah. So yeah, you you uh, you know for the reason why they do that uh, is they don't have to pay that many or train that many employees. And people complain less because they just get what they want and they get out the door and maybe they don't like the chat or whatever. But the fact of the matter is if I'm bagging my own groceries, I don't get any, I don't get an employee discount for bagging my own groceries unless there's a mm -hmm. chain out there that is this, the groceries are not any cheaper. As a matter of fact, I would say that shoplifting has increased because of that. Um, so what is the value that that type of automation brings. I mean, you have to be careful what you're asking for, right? Because, you know, I've, I've always said this for many, many years, you can make things idiot proof, but you make smarter idiots. And, and what we're doing is we're dumbing down, we're dumbing down our nation, our people, our society. When, you know, years, several years back, like five, 10 years back, there used to be a, um, TV show where they went out in the street with the microphone and asked, Hey, can you name, um, name some of the, the, uh, bodies of water that surround the United States and invariably in a, um, uh, Pacific, um, like the Pacific ocean. Uh, yeah. The Pacific, um, gee, I don't know any other one. Um, like I'm at UCLA, I'm not dissing UCLA by the way, but yeah, I if, you, if you're, but, but, I mean, this is this one girl was in there and I'm like, heard of the Atlantic? There's other things beyond California. Hello. I mean, and I'm not again, not this in UCLA, not this in California. But I mean, if you put this person on the air and they're they have a hard time answering this and they're laughing about it, you're pretty confident in your stupidity. Yeah, agreed. I mean, there's uh, <laughs> so, the fact that so, I, believe I don't embrace stupidity. I don't. No, I no. Don't, that's I know a few languages in life, but stupid is not one of those. I wasn't brought up to be that way. And I think one of these things with artificial intelligence, if we're not careful, is we're going to offload a lot of this like. Like in the attorney had a great question, and that becomes an ethics question, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so how does that how does that challenge us? it's really people process and technology comes, we can pigeonhole those into there, right? Is the technology up there? It's large enough data, potentially, but doesn't reason. I, listen, I, I'm more worried from the cybersecurity side of what yeah. happens with the data. So like, what, So let's explore that because I, I think that that's huge. So what is it? What is it looking at? Yeah, and so that's that's. I just had an argument with ChatGPT, just you know, along oh, wow. these lines. What do you, you know, what do you do? What are you? Who and what do you, you know, what are you really? Where? How do you do? How do you learn? What's your do? And it 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 insisted that it doesn't store any personal data. Then I said, well, if you don't store personal data, right? Then why do I have to be? Why do I have to be particularly, because it was, I asked it actually, it says it doesn't store personal data. I said, so, so how do I treat personal data or uh, sensitive data around AI? What could I, what should I do? And it goes on how you should be cautious, how oh. you should restrict what you put in there. This is ChatGPT literally saying, do these things. Okay. So I said, given that fact that you don't <laughs> store personal data, 
why do I have to be cautious? Why do I have to do this? And it, it comes down to cyber hygiene and such like that. What I find very interesting, it it kind of skirted around the issue of how we mm -hmm. store stuff, what it does, et cetera. What it really came back down to, and I guess the, the crux of the whole thing is, you don't get a pass on cyber security just right. because you're using something that says it doesn't store personal data. It says the data isn't available for anybody else. It says that you know it should it's treated with the highest regard for privacy. Of course. Privacy. Right. Um, of course. So when we look at cyber, we look at we look at how to protect an organization, a people, you know, your 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 yourself mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. being exploited. Your data's out there. Listen, everybody, if you're hearing this this broadcast, your personal data is out there. I'm sorry. I'm going to break it to you. Pop I would have <laughs> either a freeze on my credit or yep. some type of credit watcher and, and dark web watcher, just so you know when to change your passwords. Yep. Because the simple fact is all passwords should be unique. All passwords should be uh, should be not high, quickly guessable. And, and they should be rememberable for you, no one else. Don't write them down. Don't you know? You use a pass, use a secure password manager. But what I, my point of this whole thing is, cyber hygiene is about thinking, thinking. I hit the ball. There you go. There you go. <laughs> thinking, and using your gut, saying this seems like it shouldn't be true. Mm. Guess what? Probably yeah. isn't. So we look at. ChatGPT and Bard AI and Jasper AI and whatever Amazon's going to build or has built right. or Tesla or whatever. Right. You're looking at a you're looking at organiz organizations that are building things to to present back, get to get you to pay for them to present you back data that that you either input or or it's already been inputted in a way that you can consume for your own purposes. But the reality of this is you don't want to give it data that you don't need to give it. Right. You know, this goes back to that least privilege argument. You don't need to know, see, like you're working for a business. You don't, mm -hmm. and you, you see there's working with social security numbers. You're working with credit. You're working with people's stuff. If you don't need it for your daily job, if you don't need it, then ask for it, not ask for them not to let you see it. Because if you see it, then you, you, directly you, the person I'm speaking to, may be responsible for the handling of that, not just the company. So what I'm saying is, remember, cyber is a is a much broader and touches so many different points from how you work with things at home to what mm -hmm. you talk, say when you go out, how you say it, and what what's in what places. So. This is just the latest incarnation of things that people can put things on and it may become a permanent record of your intelligence on the internet. And so, so that, that's so, my so problem. That, so that, that raises an interesting, um, I guess more of an observation based on what you just said. So your, your chat GPTs or anything, I mean, they're purpose built 
they're purpose built for for whatever function that they were programmed to do, right? Mm -hmm. Be it be it uh, general answers, be it uh, maybe something more specific to grammar or whatever. But these are really con the construct of them are, are what they call large language models, right? They need all this data. And it's uh, and it, you know the first thing that came to mind when I heard large language models is kind of like the SETI program. You remember that? You remember, <laughs> remember that, that thing where oh, sign up over here and um, uh, let your computer that's sitting on its uh, uh, screensaver let us use a little bit of your computing power on your computer to let's find intelligent life in the in the universe. And uh, with all these computers, we have like a supercomputer. Well, that's great. Um, I remember a lot of our IT staff did not like this because there was data going back and forth and we never knew what it was. Um, and we couldn't account for it. But then, but then it builds off of all these little places, all these little computers, all these uh, little processing power here. Or maybe you had a really smart, big, powerful computer while well, you, you see a big spike in CPU usage. But this is kind of what the next iteration of AI is using, right? They're using all your data points, all the answers that you've put that they have access to, to be able to build this and populate this large language model to kind of do a decision tree of, um, I, I don't want to say it's it's growing in knowledge because it doesn't, it's growing its probability uh, database to to weigh appropriately um, and try to get some type of context to what is happening for this condition. I, there's nothing I can disagree with there. I mean, it 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 says, I'll yeah. stay to the effect. It says it's not growing its knowledge. But how else do you do that? I mean, <laughs> they they fed it the internet. And they basically yeah. came back, you know, they fed it libraries, they fed it the internet, and then they cut it off. But, but there are strat, there's, there's now connections, there's now extensions that will allow it to search the internet. Uh, thank you. So now. <laughs> and if you thought Google was a search engine that was not looking at data and looking what you type in, uh, you should see cached content that Google has. They've obfuscated some of that lately, <laughs> but there's a reason why Google is where it's at right now as a search engine. Yeah, and not Alta Vista. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, um, or or Yahoo at, at that point. But but oh, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> it used to be Yahoo used to be big, and oh, now yeah, Google just just is the juggernaut. Well, why? Because they started collecting all of this. How more so is artificial intelligence? Even though they say they're not, I would I would have to disagree because the model that they're using is meant to <laughs> pull in as much data as it can to make it to make an appropriate decision tree and wait. My 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 problem is this, and it stems from the fact of where they're at now. Uh -huh. Technologies they built. Yeah. What happens? I mean. You have Bing sitting here as the as the search engine of choice for ChatGPT because, well, Microsoft invested billions into ChatGPT. Yeah. So what happens now when you unleash 
the the chat GPT to just start searching the internet. What happens? You know, when you when you give it the ability just to just do what it wants on its own rather yeah. than prompted by your query. But this will probably start with your queries right prompting searches that search will be ingested as more data for it to do so what happens you'll probably see a subtle change yeah how they do stuff where you're going to see it be able to search um and it's already doing it but search and keep and then you're going to see a subtle change on your data on what they can keep and they'll have all the things saying we're privacy blah blah, blah. But the issue at hand is going to be cyber hygiene is still required. Listen, everybody, cyber hygiene. This is just about doing the right thing. If it's too good to be true, it's too good. So, so let me let me touch on one more thing. Uh, it's very transactional. Yeah. Um, and and now and now it is. that could be a weak. Yeah, it, right now it's transactional, and there's there's a weakness in this, and I think it it the the threat becomes very clear when I when I lay this example out. There's benign requests that can add up to a threat. Um, let's say, how do I build um, you know a, a particular a particular um, weapon massive a weapon of mass destruction, right? Uh, or, I can ask or. for components of it. Or and how do I take off? A, how do I have a plane take off, but not land? And yeah, that was right. 9-11. So right. So so those could be very benign in asking um, those pieces of whatever device, whatever thing that you're making, and it does not sew those together to say, "Hey, why are you asking this?" Because if I give you the answer to the next question that you're asking, that's too much information, and that becomes a security threat. Are you talking about correlation at this point? Sure. Yeah. And so there's there's a there's yeah there's there's ethical things involved, but I haven't seen many answers to how to restrict artificial intelligence. Right now, it's like the wild west; anything goes. Whatever, whatever to make this to come to market quicker, and then we'll figure out how to lock it down. And this is the wrong approach we've seen time and time and time again in security, um, security um, crisis type of of events. Right? They built an IT um, environment, but then they figured they'll secure it later. Why didn't you do it up front? It would have well, been because, cheaper. It would have been more efficient, and it would have been better and 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 well thought out. Oh, I thought you really wanted an answer. <laughs> oh, well, I do. I I, I want to know why artificial intelligence developers have, have are not thinking of this and being proactive here. Yeah, I'm calling I'm calling them out a little bit on this. Well, this is this is the same thing we see in, yeah. in our daily lives of what we normally do. Companies come in and they're called on for a security program. And they're not security professionals. They're not doing security things. They don't. They, they only hear about it in the news when it's big, but they don't yeah. live in this community. They don't talk about encryption algorithms or, uh, you know, the you know sensitive data, PHI, PCI, you know, restrictions or you know oh. they they live in. I need to get my code out. 
Yeah. I need to sell a widget. Yeah. I need to serve as a client. Yeah. And they, they don't think of ramifications, the, the ripple effect. And, and we're talking ripple effect here. We're talking yeah. what happens when you take the sensitive data, put it in the AI, and the AI keeps it. Yeah. You know, what happens it to your data be, in Google? Yeah. Uh, I think also there's, there's a lack of ethics uh, boundaries. I mean, we're let's let's face it. I mean, our society now is very relativistic, as far as um, you may think something is wrong. I may think it's less wrong, or maybe maybe not wrong at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, we do have laws and such, but but it's it's really my reality uh, usurps your reality. You know, but, and and what? Well, yeah, I mean, it's relativistic. And so, how do you enforce an ethics? A general ethics standard. Wow, we're talking standards now, but an ethics standard that is developed, monitored, measured, and enforced. That's governance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've now <laughs> moved beyond. You've you've now be created AI PCI or AI, you know, you know AI PII. Uh, you know, you you. We're talking about treating the treating the industry as either a self-policing type of industry yeah. or externally yeah. treating it with with the same and regulating it. But it's very immature. If I look at if I look at the biomedical sciences um, uh, or, or those uh, or, or in the medical sciences specifically, there's an ethics board, right? That looks at experimentation to say, no, you know, that's not that's not ethically appropriate. We're not going to test to this level, or we can't go here because that's crossing a bound somewhere. We're very immature in the AI space as far as an ethical board or an ethical guideline mm -hmm. to be able to say, here's what it is. And I think the government is slow to slow to market here. Um, they're letting the the animals out of the barn. Yeah. Well, and That's it may, there's, and there's always two sides of that coin. Yeah. There's the conspiracy theorist who thinks they're doing it for the purpose of getting more information. Okay. Getting more people interacting with and or pulling in information for the purpose of some greater plan. Right. There's, there's the one where they just are so single threaded, they don't have enough time to think about it. And then right. there's the there's the in between. If we're seeing a you know a political dance over here, and we're not seeing anything over here, the reality is that could be something going on which is you know untoward. So, boom, here we are again. But in the end, yeah. yes, the government should step up. But the government hasn't stepped up. The federal government hasn't stepped up where it really needs to with just a privacy policy. Yeah, a, a privacy regulation. Yeah, that that can help security professionals everywhere. Right. If we have one thing that we can work with, we can then plan a security policy, a a, a policy for the entire U.S. based upon you know regulation. If we can do that, we're that's so much the better. But the problem is that they haven't stepped up on that. So. Yeah. You're, I, I think I think it's too soon. If they haven't done that little bit, I don't know how you jump from not doing that portion to now jumping into AI and doing the same thing.
That's a fair point because, you know, failure to do that and we're going to leave things to subjectiveness, right? Which is no different than these self-driving automobiles where you see somebody texting on the, on their car or oh, watching yeah. the movie on their iPhone as their, as their car is propelling them, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles down the road, uh, miles per hour down the road in, in, in heavy traffic. Um, and let me say this. Yeah, it's, it's, in an ideal world, and again, I think this is where we dream versus the reality. In an ideal world, you know, if we all had self-driving cars, I'm thinking Woody Allen's uh, movie, um, you know, the one where he was he was uh, frozen and he was unfrozen, and they have these self-driving cars everywhere. Um, you know, that's all. I was, was going to go with iRobot, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, or iRobot. Okay, iRobot. Um, that's great if everybody has it right because at some point mm -hmm. we all follow the same we surrender our ability to have the uh, privilege of driving a car and it is a privilege mm -hmm. to okay it becomes a staple in our society that that having a car driving a car or or being in a car is a necessary thing and if it is and we surrender the op the operational aspect of it and everybody does that it's a safe arguably it's a safer it's a safer environment because they're all working on the same construct they're all they're all, all these machines are doing the same thing okay and, and, no but just just to be a point there is yeah. precedent for that consider yeah. inner cities big cities new york you know yeah. chicago whatever etc you have metros you have people there who don't have driver's licenses correct never had a car right and, and don't need they, one. They, they rely <laughs> on the public transportation. What's so different from that yeah. to a car that takes you someplace, like an Uber that doesn't have a driver? Right. Well, they have these pilotless, the the uh, pilotless uh, cabs, I think it was in San yeah. Francisco, that um, just is not working. Right. The Waymo it's just not, ones. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just... They're having problems, right? And and I'm you know I'm not calling them out as as a faulty thing. They're they're working through some kinks and stuff. So good on you and stuff. But um, I, I don't think it's prime time. I think the conditions out there. Um, I can't predict somebody careening five lanes over. As a, in a computer model, I can't I can't predict somebody careening five lanes over from an entrance ramp. To wanting to be in the in the far left lane and then going fifty miles an hour, you know, you, you just made me think of the the exact opposite thing in iRobot with Will Smith when he's when he's being attacked in the tunnel by the robots, All right? And then and then he gets in the accident and the robots are gone and his and his boss comes up to him and goes, "What were you thinking, actually driving the vehicle? Yeah, what what what, what how what, were you, what, yeah, what, what was your mind?" Your yeah. Yeah. You would say because he took <laughs> manual control. Why would you right. take manual control? That's crazy. That's right. You know, but you're right. If everybody is doing it in, in this regard, then every car can operate at 200 miles an hour, which is from the bumper in front of it because they're yeah. all talking to each other. Correct. And when they have to get one has to get off, it can, you know, separate. Yeah. It would be a, a, a lovely system, like a, an ATM circuit those right. who know what that is and by, and by the way the reality of it your infrastructure won't support that not anytime yeah. soon right if you're if 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 road menu if 
if our counties and, and cities and stuff can't build a road that can meet capacity today, um, they're still planning for that capacity today, five years from now, which is beyond capacity already. Um, so, I mean, yeah, in, in a real world, it's just, it, it, there's a time and place for everything, right? And artificial intelligence may have um, good use in repetitive types of things, but I think there's a danger that it can be exploited, it can be mutated, it can be um, manipulated to um, to show um, less than reality. Uh, maybe maybe you know it's the newscast that never was. Maybe it's uh, the extortion that's happening. Maybe it's. Uh, um, you know, somebody who said something that, that their reputation is damaged. I'm sure actors and actresses are concerned about this alone. Um, you know, somebody taking my image off of uh, my sound bites and stitching those together to make me say something less than stellar. Um, you know, intent is not measured here. And I remember and that I think, movie. Tail wags a dog. Hmm. They started a war, a fake war. Yeah, to to take take light off of a, another political issue, right. I, I, and I don't I remember kind of it, but if you could generate news, yeah, just like this with yeah. some seeming veracity based upon it looks like news, it seems like news, it tastes yeah. like news, therefore it must be news, right? Yeah, you know, at what point isn't it news? Especially if we react to the event as if it is news and take actions based upon that. Yeah. Gary. Um, there's trust issues. There's, yeah. there's a fundamental change in societal construct. I think we don't realize that society can be adversely impacted by something that is not appropriately checked, governed, and, um, and managed. Now, threat actors, anarchists and, and such, and state actors would love, would love to be able to destroy um, the free market economy, a democratic, um, a democratic um, country. Uh, they would love to be able to throw things into a tailspin and would love to say, huzzah, I was right. Hmm. The problem is, are we going to allow that to take ownership of our mind, right? Only you can let what, you know, whatever it is in your mind. If you, if you would allow it, trust it, and, and, and I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying if you allow whatever it is, be it AI, be it information, data, somebody's opinion, whatever, if you allow that to have a foothold in your mind, um, that piece of real estate in your brain is that um, is that going to grow and mutate into something that could be detrimental, or is it something that could be edifying and help you be a better you? You are what you put your time into. Yeah. Um, so AI, I know, is is one of these things that help us get answers quicker, but we have to check our answers too. Don't forget to check your answers look at what is being cited how it's being cited you still have to use your brain read we, the cited articles <laughs> right 
Well, but nobody I, wants I'm going to post something yeah, sneakily suspicious to you. AI cites articles that were generated by AI. Yeah. What point does it become nonsense? You know, well, it's sort of like genetic inbreeding at that point. Yeah. A copy of a copy, right? Yeah. At some point, it, it's not a facsimile of, a, of the original self. Yeah. It's not, it's not self-aware. It's not creating. It's not doing. And, and, and it's going to be, I, you know, it's, it's, it's probably foolish to even be subjective as to when a, a electronic device could become self-aware in, 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 that, right. in that regard. Um, I don't think it's any different than a person. Uh, what, what, what do you call a person that believes their own story? A fool? <laughs> or confident? <laughs> if it's true, it's Does confident. It, it, it if comes it's, down if to it's, success, it, doesn't it? <laughs> right. I mean, we, you know, if you, if you believe your own, if you believe your own made up story, then, then, uh, does that become reality? Or just a really well well rehearsed lie. Um, well, we have to did, be very careful what information it cites. Then, don't we? Wasn't there a very bad man in history said, "The bigger the lie, the easier it is to believe." <laughs> yeah, there's, saying. Also, there's also one that says, "There's a fool born every minute." Yeah. Um, right, and maybe the same person. If I'm not, you know, and he had a circus. So, oh no, this no, no, this wasn't the same person. This, this okay. the, the one I'm quoting was very bad. Okay, I'm choosing but, not to give them popularity. Okay, um, fair point, but I, I, I guess as a as a a circle circling back to um, kind of is it the the topic of how smart is it and can we trust it? it it's the smartness is not is what was infused into it. It's what it mutated out of it that that we have to be concerned about. And that's where trust is. Trust, in my opinion, um, is something that has to be earned, and I just don't think it's earned it. And I and I and I personally would trust an individual that I know. Um, not on the screen, not in a chat room or whatever, but somebody yeah. who I actually know. Like I've met you, I know you, I trust you. We broke you, bread. We broke yeah. bread. Right. There's still a a an appropriate level and measure that is necessary to establish trust. It's Great. going, I think AI is going to challenge our trust um instincts further. I think it's going to uh, make it harder, but I think when we do trust somebody, and it's a person, um, it's going to be better established um, and something that's going to be more critical. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm not saying artificial intelligence is bad, and please don't please don't walk away, you know, to our podcast listeners saying, you know, burn your computers and and get the pitchfork and torches. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying that artificial intelligence is something that we have to be very mindful, careful. We have to um, do our due diligence. And I, we keep saying due diligence on this show for a reason. Don't check your brain at the door. Right? Um, it really comes down, you know, to to a lot of things that that we have been talking about, and actually, our our closing 
quotes in in this segment are very apropos, right? Mm -hmm. Let's let's start with yours. Yours is complexity is the enemy of security. Right. The more complex it is, the least less understandable it is, the the less secure you really are. By definition, that, that's that leads AI, to, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> by by definition, isn't that AI? Absolutely. I mean, if you, yeah, it is a very complex and unfathomable type of architecture that we partake in and have right. no idea how it ingests or or regurgitates information. Yeah. But we like what we see. We like the pictures it draws. We like the words it writes. Yeah. Something. It, pa it paints pretty words. Yeah. yeah. But complexity and, yeah. and the lack of it really leads back to, or the the complexity and 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 that leading to less security really leads to your quote right which and is that, and, th and that quote is the best security device resides between our ears and i always add sometimes if we choose to use it and that is important yep we have to use our brains take off our head insert chat gpt <laughs> <laughs> Not not quite. Um, I think I think that that is a good summary of of kind of today's talk. And 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 I think AI is not one of these things that we can come to a final answer. I think it's growing. I think it's mutating into different things. Um, but just like any garden, we have to make sure we weed it. Make sure there's no weeds in there. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have an ugly garden, and we're not going to get the the things that we thought we would produce. Um, Sorry, Andrew, I can't do that. Yeah, thanks, Hal Nine Thousand, the Angela Nine Thousand. <laughs> um, so with that, uh, being that it's Christmas release, not to scare anybody, but be careful what you put your batteries into if it has artificial intelligence. No, 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 not the touch. <laughs> no, but seriously, folks, uh, have a have a safe holiday. And uh, we hope that uh, as we close out 2023, you enjoy your time. 2024, stay safe, my friend.